This is the Rising Tide Startups Podcast, where we chat with startup founders from all over the globe to help you escape the cubicle and begin your own startup journey. Make sure you take notes. Every episode of Rising Tide Startups is sponsored by Podbrand Media. Let Podbrand create and host your company-branded podcast. Learn more at podbrandmedia.com. This is Kevin Pruitt with Rising Tide Startups, and I've got a special guest today, Brittany Brewer. Brittany, thanks for joining us on Rising Tide. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. So we, we had a, a really brief chat, and I, I'm jealous because she spends part of the time right there where my favorite baseball team does their spring training down in St. Pete, Florida. So, Brittany, but I understand right now you're in cold Ohio. Is that true? <laughs> That's correct. It's uh <laughs> Not as pleasant as sunny Florida, but it's great to spend time with family. So what are you going to do? <laughs> so we've got a unique way to, to kind of intro our guests. I mean, I I have watched, you know, listen to hundreds of podcasts and people either read bios or they say, hey, you know, tell us about yourself. But I want to I want to narrow that down a little bit. I want to say, OK, if you and I met at a networking, like a business networking event, how would you introduce yourself to me? Yeah, for sure. So uh, my name is Brittany Brewer. As far as career-wise goes, I am the senior account executive for Free App Marketplace. We're a freelancer hiring platform. Our home office is technically based in St. Petersburg, Florida. We're under the branch of a company called NextNet Media. We have a couple of other supporting brands like The Hoth, for example. But yeah, we've got freelancers from across the globe. And what I do is I help clients uh, who use the Free App platform get connected with those freelancers for various jobs. So I had a guest on the podcast, I think it was maybe a, about a year ago, named Nathan Hirsch, who's okay. on LinkedIn. He also had either has a company or had a company called FreeUp, but is there is there any connection between those two? Yes, absolutely. There's a okay. connection. Um, yeah, he was one of the uh, founders of FreeUp. Our company who currently owns FreeUp, you know, they, uh, that was in 2019 when the, uh, when the change happened. Okay. All right. But yeah, Nathan is still very much, um, he's actually a free up client now. He still uses our services. So <laughs> well, very much still in the a, free up loop. A free up advocate for him when I talked to him for sure. So yeah, yeah I knew there'd be, there was an exit that was involved there, but so how did you get involved in this space? That's a great question. I've had a very interesting uh, path into what I do now. I myself started freelancing right around the time that COVID happened. Mm -hmm. um, it was just sort of the natural progression of my career. And, and in fact, a lot of people's careers ended up going that way, or at least remote work. And I worked for a freelancer for, um, I worked as a freelancer for FreeUp for about a year. And then um, just from my work with the company, I got to know people there and an opportunity presented itself for the internal team. And I applied for the role and I got it. And the rest is pretty much history. <laughs> So walk us through a typical day of a senior account exec at pre-up. Yeah, for sure. If, if there um, is such a thing as a typical day. <laughs> there really isn't a typical day. That's so funny that you say that. Um, I was just speaking with one of my colleagues about how each day varies so much because when you're dealing with freelancers, when you're dealing with people versus just a product, mm -hmm. um, things can become very variable. You know, typical day might look like having a consultation with a client and kind of getting an idea about their business and just consulting them about what we can do for them at FreeUp. Maybe they know that they're overwhelmed. They know that they need some help, but they're not quite sure who they need 
need to hire. Mm -hmm. So we might have a conversation and they might let me know, you know, about some of the pain points that they're having. And then I can kind of guide them to find the right freelancer that can help them with scaling. With FreeUp, though, being a part of, you know, one of many brands under NextNet Media, though, um, oftentimes we work together with the other brands. Our brand, The Hoth, for example, uses a lot of FreeUp freelancers. Mm -hmm. So something that can happen on a typical day is me working with some of the other people at our sister brands to make sure that we can find freelancers for their team. So it's definitely variable. And that's kind of what makes it exciting. I think that um, being a freelancer or working in the freelance world is uh, definitely something that you need to be flexible for. And Mm -hmm. that's a good word to describe what my day to day is like. So when the VAs or the virtual service providers you work with, freelancers you work with, are they primarily in the States? Are they primarily overseas? Is it just kind of a hodgepodge mix of all of the above? Or what's what like if you're looking at your portfolio of service providers, yeah. where do they where do they come from mostly? So we've got, I don't want to say it's 50-50 split, but a majority are going to either be from the United States or from the Philippines. We mm-hmm. have a lot of international talent. We do have some people in the UK, some in South America, but predominantly people are coming to the FreeUp platform. Um, they're hiring either from the US or the Philippines. And as, would you say that that your outreach now, because it's, it's a little bit more of a mature developed platform, would you say that the majority of it is inbound or, or is it still outbound? Are you still, you know, marketing heavily outbound, you know, to bring leads in or are you just kind of the recipient of, you know, all the work that's happened up to this point, now people are reaching out to you? I think it's a little bit of both. What's really cool about FreeUp is that a lot of our clients are long-term users and they take. we do have a referral program and a lot of our long-term clients will take advantage of that because mm-hmm. they can earn a little bit of money if they're referring yeah. their friends and colleagues to us. So we definitely get business that way. I think that most of it is organic though. We do do a little bit of marketing, but a lot of it's just inbound. There's a great need for virtual assistants and for freelance mm-hmm. talent. And I think a lot of people in the United States are starting to realize how simple it is to scale a business, especially if you're using international talent. Mm -hmm. So we're getting a lot more just kind of organic inquiries, people wanting to know more about the platform. And once they realize how simple it is, then they want to learn about the other brands, then they want to learn, you know, how they can continue to scale their business. Once they get that first job request in and get paired with their first freelancer, it's pretty much smooth smooth sailing from there. So... I mean, there there's just been an explosion of VA firms, you know, since oh, yeah. since COVID. So how does FreeUp differentiate itself from, you know, this ocean of noise out there and the ocean of offers that people are saying, hey, you know, we can hire somebody for $4 an hour and they'll take all this work off yeah. of you. And so how does, what's the unique selling point of FreeUp? Well, there's a couple different ones. I think that first things first is we really try to have an empathetic approach when we're dealing with our clients and our freelancers. Mm -hmm. It's not just a client-focused platform. We respect our freelancers. We love our freelancers. We want it to be a community where people want to work as a free up freelancer. And because of that, that helps us bring in a higher caliber of talent on our platform. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you might hear us boast, like we have the top 1% of freelancers because we do. Out of a hundred people that will apply, we generally will only let one person out of that bundle in. And that's because of our pre-vetting process. So we'll do a one-on-one interview with every freelancer that comes through. Um, We're doing like preliminary uh, identity verification and fraud checks. And then we have a terms of service and best practices test. So 
all of that kind of helps us structure the platform to where by the time the client actually gets in touch with a freelancer, they have that security and understanding that they're not just getting paired with any random person. Yeah. They know that we've taken the time to help pre-vet them um, and just take a little bit of weight off their plate. What I mean, how many freelancers do you have on the pre-vet platform right now, approximately? Uh, yeah. So um, we are still a smaller platform. Mm -hmm. We've got a network of about seven to 8,000 active freelancers at any time. Um, some of the other platforms like I'm Upwork sorry, or Fiverr. Small? Yeah. Well, some of the other platforms like Upwork or Fiverr, they might boast that they have you know millions of freelancers. But what's different is that they don't have that same pre-vetting process. So I was going to say that, that I wouldn't compare. I don't think I compare free up to like Fiverr or, or Odesk or Upwork or I mean, th those are literally just software platforms. Yeah, I mean, so. they're, they're freelancer hiring <clears throat> platforms, but mm -hmm. they, you know, it's definitely, I would say a quantity over quality thing. Mm -hmm. We do get a lot of people who have come over to free up who've used platforms like Upwork or Fiverr yeah. in the past. And a lot of the pain points that they will kind of bring to us is that um, there's a lot of turnover. There's mm -hmm. maybe not um, enough pre-vetting. There's not enough skill sets within the freelancers that they're hiring. So they come over to free up. And like I said, we really try to have an empathetic approach. We want to understand the client. We want to help them. So they're not feeling overwhelmed right from the beginning mm -hmm. and just kind of work with them because no two clients are the same. Even if, right. you know, Jane Doe needs a freelancer uh, to do VA work and so does John Doe, they couldn't be more different. Every business is unique. And we really try to work with our clients from the beginning to understand what they really need, not just giving them a cookie cutter, same same thing mm -hmm. goes for everybody kind of kind of route. It's not like a three question survey that I'm filling out that says I yeah. need an accountant and they're, oh, and then we're going to send you a thousand accountants. You get to choose, yep. you know, type thing. It's a lot more maybe concierge, you know, service on the front end. So that, yeah. that's why I think there's, there's a pretty marked difference between, you know, what I've, what I've experienced with, you know, Fiverr and I don't want to say Odesk, but, but, uh, Upwork. There's there's so many now. There really are so yeah. many. It, that, that's a good word that you use. We say that ourselves. We try to provide concierge-like support and mm -hmm. just really get to know what the client's looking for before we send freelancers over. And we really only send generally between three to five freelancers per request so that mm -hmm. the client's not being overwhelmed with yeah. dozens or hundreds of different applicants. Like, I'm already busy. I don't have time to look right. over all yeah. of these applications. I am not LinkedIn. I don't want to screen everybody you send me. So. <laughs> exactly. So it's it's easy to say, you know, from, you know, it, even somebody that has an elementary understanding of of like what VAs do and what freelancers do to say, yeah, here's the here's the 10, the top 10 things that, you know, services that are most frequently offered, you know, in these environments. But what are some really unique use cases for, say, a VA or a freelancer, things you you wouldn't normally think of that you think, you know, we, we see people in our, in our, on our platform that this is the weird kind of offbeat, you know, services that they're providing. Yeah. Um, okay. So I, that's such a, that's such a uh, unique question and I don't want to like jump the gun on answering that as far as what the, like uh, a unique job that would come through, but I can say that there's unique industries that come through that mm -hmm. you wouldn't expect where, you know, normally these kind of people um, or these kind of businesses have always brought people in uh, brick and mortar businesses, right. you know, where they're hiring W2 full-time employees and um, they're realizing now like uh, a 
great example is um, like people in the med spa space, they are, mm. um, you know, they've never really used anyone internationally or even remotely. And they're realizing uh, we can do all of our marketing and build out a marketing team and never have to bring someone yep. into the business yep. at all. We can do all of this yep. remotely and scale up our team with just international freelancers. And the, that's a kind of industry that, you know, I think that a lot of people wouldn't expect. We have people who are electricians, people who are plumbers, people who are just, you know, trying to scale, trying to grow their business as entrepreneurs. These aren't, you know, always going to be big time e-commerce people or consultants or coaches who are coming through. There's a demand for freelance talent in, I would say, every industry. So that's hmm. more of what I would say is on the unique side is those businesses that you wouldn't expect to come through, mm -hmm. come through versus, you know, Every once in a while, we'll get a submission from a, a young kid who needs somebody to write a high school paper or something like that. That's not really something we can fill. Please call Fiverr. That's yep. Right. <laughs> we do get those every once in a while, and, and that's always a good laugh. But for the most part, it's really more of the, uh, the unique industries that I would say. Tell me, tell me the difference between like a freelance platform mm -hmm. and a virtual assistant agency. Yeah. Okay. So um, sometimes the two we are used. Use them almost interchangeably. Yeah. yeah sometimes. Um, other times, though, like in the case of FreeUp, um, something cool that we do is we give platform to agencies. So in certain cases, the freelancers that apply to freelance on our platform, they already have an agency. So um, they might have two or three people that are working on a team with mm -hmm. them. Um, so for example, they might have the primary point of contact, and then beneath them, they have somebody who's doing graphic design somebody who's um, SEO whiz, someone who uh, knows social media marketing in and out. Mm. And what's cool about those virtual assistant agencies is that if they, um, if a job request comes through or a client comes through who needs a multifaceted person, an yep. agency is the perfect fit because yep. they have, it's not like they're going to have to hire multiple people. They can work with one point of contact and get all of the things that they need done, done by that central mm -hmm. person. Is that is that a white labeled solution or is it is it part of the free up platform and you know how does the how does the pricing work on something like that is it you pay a licensing fee for the software or the platform or is it are you is it truly just within the ecosystem of free up yeah, so we don't have anything that's like custom white label services, but a lot of the freelancers who operate as agencies on our platform, they they will white label services. Um, they might have a client of their own, and they need somebody to come in and, and design, you know, 10 or 15 different logos. So they'll hire a freelancer through us, the freelancer will complete the work and they'll deliver it to their client. Right. You know, right. so that in that sense, that that's sort of a way that that can work around as as far as pricing goes, though, whether a client is hiring a someone who operates as an agency or someone who just works as an individual freelancer, our fees are flat across the board. We have mm -hmm. a 20 percent fee with a two dollar minimum, and we just like to keep it straightforward and simple, not a sliding scale or anything like mm -hmm. that. So like if it's a ten dollar an hour job, two dollars <laughs> goes to free up, eight dollars goes to the freelancer. That's correct. Okay. You said something really interesting. So let, let's reverse the example you just gave about the white label. Let's say that I am a freelancer. Or I have an, a small agency of little, you know, a little group of people that we're working together and we're on free up form and somebody comes to you needing the service. I can't, I can't do the work as Kevin's virtual assistant agency. It's still going to be through through free up, right? That's what I was asking about, like the white label 
can I use free up services, but under my banner? Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. Um, excuse me. I This Ohio weather has me a little bit under the weather <laughs> right now. So all please, right. I mean, I forgot me. what I was going to ask you a minute ago, so you're, you're way ahead of me here. So. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. We want the all of the freelancers who operate on our platform, they have to be transparent with the clients that they work with mm-hmm. on our platform about who's doing the work. So if you were going to hire a freelancer on our platform and you hire John Doe and you're working with John Doe, if that person has anyone else working for them, they have to let you know that. So mm-hmm. that's one side of it. Yeah. But if, you know, a freelancer or a client wanted to, you know, do something where they're working with a freelancer, working with a client, and then outside of the free up platform, you know, kind of saying, yes, I did this work myself. I didn't hire a freelancer to do this. The onus is on them to deal with that with their clients. So we do have people who come through and do that. But the only thing that we we say here at FreeUp is, you know, obviously all the payments have to be processed through us. And yeah, then if you're sense. working with a client through us, you want to be transparent about who's doing the work. Mm-hmm. How do you, and this seems like a, a big gap in, in this particular industry to me because, you know, just relate how relationships form and people work together and that type of thing. So how do you keep, freelancers from once they're connected to the client, how do you keep them on the platform? How do you keep them from going off platform? Yeah, that's the million dollar question, right? (laughs) Of course, you know, things like that can happen. But the biggest reason that it happens less on our platform than other platforms is number one, it takes a long time for the freelancers to actually get into our platform. Mm -hmm. They go through a lot, you know, we we do the testing. Yeah. So once they get in, they want to stay in Mm -hmm. and they, the freelancers appreciate that there's not, it's, it's not like a rat race with free up. Mm -hmm. We really do our best to make sure that our freelancers are supported, that um, they're not having to fight with 20 other freelancers on one job request. So the freelancers enjoy that exclusivity. They don't want to take the clients off of the platform because they don't, they don't mind, you know, we, first of all, we have a, fee that's in line with industry standards. It's not mm-hmm. a sliding fee. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 20% with the $2 minimum. They want to enjoy those kind of things. They like the the support. They like how easy uh, billing works. And on the client side, it's very similar. You know, if they, like you said earlier, sometimes when you're on LinkedIn, you're getting thousands of applicants for a, a single job. It doesn't work mm-hmm. that way on FreeUp. The clients enjoy the exclusivity. They can get on a call with an account manager at any time. We have 24 seven live chat support. And then again, just like the transparent billing. So Mm -hmm. all of those things are factors that make the client and freelancer want to keep free up in the loop. And um, if we do see that somebody is doing payments outside of the platform, it's pretty much an immediate removal from the platform. So that factor deters people as well from doing anything like that. Yeah. And that that makes sense. And I, I think you mentioned something really early that I think also would contribute to and would build trust between, you know, a freelancer and free up is just being empathetic, you know, valuing them and as much as we value the clients. So, I mean, that it is a two-sided marketplace, you know, that you're, you're offering, but um, tell me the, I want to ask you one other thing about, about the pricing structure. How do you determine like how much it is per hour? What's the, how do you determine rates for yep. the services provided? Is it based on the freelancer? Is it based on the the job that was asked for? Yeah. I can keep asking you a question, but I'd rather it hear is, you. Yeah. 
so it's sort of like a three three different factors number one maybe even four okay so number one all of the freelancers on our platform are free to set their own rates that's another mm-hmm. reason that a lot of freelancers like to come to us uh, we do have a pricing page uh, freeup.net slash pricing will show all of the estimated pricing for any skill set so generally the freelancers when they're setting their rate will keep it between our estimations mm-hmm. and then Finally, the client also gets to set their budget. And the way that that works is when a client submits a job request, we can give them guidance. Uh, For example, virtual assistants on our platform internationally run between $7 to $12 per hour on average. Mm -hmm. So if the client knows- That's the total cost, so that's not what they- That's the total cost. There's nothing else on top of that, which is so cool. Like That's what you're going to pay. There's nothing Mm -hmm. hidden there. So if we get a client who says, you know what, my budget is- exactly $7. I can't do seven to 12. I only want to be paired with people who will take that $7 an hour uh, price. Mm -hmm. We will only match them with freelancers at that $7 an hour rate. So that just kind of helps them. It saves them time. They're not having to weed through candidates that are outside of their budget. And it also saves the freelancer time too. You know, if um, they believe that a client, you know, has a higher budget, and then they apply for the job, and it doesn't end up working out for that reason, it just kind of slows everyone down. And then there's, you know, there's entry level positions too. There's entry level people in marketing and there's expert level uh, people in marketing. So that's sort of where that sliding scale comes Mm -hmm. in. And someone really, um, you know, who's new might want just somebody entry level to help them with maybe some email marketing, someone who maybe wants someone on the higher level, they might want to pay that kind of expert level pricing to have someone take over the entire um, operation for them. That that is that's really good. I, I appreciate the mm-hmm. transparency that FreeUp shows with, yeah. you know, the pricing structure and and the, the split between the the freelancer and the you know kind of the platform itself. And I I, mean, I think that's a fair split to be honest with you because you are also not only are you taking on taxes and paperwork and bookkeeping and all the back end stuff that you've got to cover, and it takes that off the client's plate. They don't have to yeah. worry about that. They're playing a paying a flat rate kind of independent, you know, contractor type rate and, um, you know, getting good, good quality service. But we're going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. But when we come back, I'm going to ask uh, Brittany to take a little bit deeper dive on just kind of the time that she's been at FreeUp and just some lessons learned. At Navicus, we know you spend far too much time on administrative tasks. Let us take those off your plate so you can focus on the highest value activities in your business. We have highly trained, highly vetted specialists ready to take on those administrative responsibilities at an affordable and effective rate. Check us out at Navicus.com, proud sponsor of Rising Tide Startups podcast. We are back. Brittany Brewer is joining me today on Rising Tide Startups. Brittany, thanks again for for joining us. It's been a great chat so far, but I want to take a little bit of a like a get jump in the way back machine here and go back, you know, a little bit to, you know, early days at free up and, you know, think back at just the time you've been there. What do you think are, are just a couple of really, you know, good lessons learned, maybe that free up corporately learned, you know, about this space that you saw that you think would be helpful to others that are kind of in this freelancer VA space? Yeah. The biggest thing I think that's applicable to our, to our clients, to our company, to our freelancers, it's just across the board is put people first. Mm. 
I think that, that especially after, um, you know, with everything happening with AI, there's been a lot of, you know, distrust for a lot of things happening, um, you know, remotely and a lot of things happening um, that are, are being outsourced. And we really try to focus on that, just putting the people first and giving everyone an equal opportunity. And that's something that I think has helped just with the moral fiber of free up internally as a company mm -hmm. it's helped us be you know we're so much different than a lot of the other platforms that mm -hmm. are available and it's also helped our clients succeed um one of our top billing clients they have scaled their business entirely with free up freelancers and it started with them just taking the time to find a virtual assistant to help them with little, small, menial tasks. And they built a beautiful relationship with that person. And she's now basically running their entire show. But it's really because they put their energy into the person versus just trying to wheel and deal and, and find someone to get a job done and then finding someone new, foraging partnerships and relationships. It, it's crucial, especially mm. in this industry. Well, that's, that's one to put people first. What's a, what's another like salient point, you know, that you think you've seen, learned over the last few years? Oh gosh. Okay. So another thing that is really huge um, for our clients specifically is take a little bit of time in the beginning to get organized. We have a lot wow. of people who want to, and it's, it can be very frustrating and it can seem daunting at first because you're already slammed. You're a business owner. You're trying to grow. You just want someone to come in and, and do all of these things, taking two or three hours and just getting grassroots about it, get your pen and paper out and write down the things that are taxing you that are taking away your yep. time from doing big picture stuff. It's, it is going to make or break your success with scaling. And we've seen it in every success and failure that one of the biggest things is not taking the time up front to really get standard operating procedures down mm. or even really understand the work that you need done. We are huge advocates of telling our clients to hit record on Loom and just start yeah. recording your daily processes and, yep. and share that with your freelancer because not taking that time up front to, you know, get organized, it's, you're going to bring somebody on and it's just going to slow you down. Mm -hmm. And a lot of clients, uh, as most people are, are not fans of repeating themselves. So having something down on paper that you can share with your freelancer and let them study and let them understand it's it, game changer. <laughs> yeah, And I think, you know, the client gets frustrated too, because they're like, mm -hmm wait a minute, I, I'm paying for this person and they're not able to do the job. Well, well you didn't do a very good job explaining the job to them. <laughs> yeah. You didn't lay out the procedures and the, and the guidelines very yeah. well. So you you mentioned seven to 8,000, maybe they're on the platform at any given time. How many of those would you say, like this is this is probably a little bit of an anecdotal guess. How many of those seven to 8,000 are actively in projects at any given time? You know, I could give you an answer there, but I really don't want to speculate on an exact number because um, it, it's so variable, you know, Ballpark like we're going, it. Like, yeah. is it half, is it two thirds, third? I would say at any given moment, it could be around two thirds of the freelancers. That's, that's, um, that's pretty amazing. At some, at some times, um, it might be less. I mm -hmm. mean, that's going to be a, a higher case probability um, around like e-commerce season, for example, mm -hmm. when during the holiday season, a large majority of the clients on our platform are in e-commerce. Yeah. So around this time of year, there's a lot of active freelancers uh, coming through the platform. So it's, it's just dependent, you know, it's kind of cyclical. Mm -hmm. That, that is crazy. I mean, I can't imagine the admin behind having 
5,000 contractors, you know, actively engaged in a project doing just the billing, just the, the, just the accounting and the bookkeeping to keep up with that, you know, it's just crazy. You know, it's what's really great about FreeUp internally, our FreeUp internal team is that majority of our team are also freelancers themselves, mm. uh, which is yep. really cool. We have yep. such an incredible team. Um, I can't speak praises enough about them. First of all, a lot of them are working mothers, which is incredible. And mm. they just, they hustle. They just know how mm -hmm. to get stuff done. Yep. They've gotten all of our um, internal standard operating procedures down at free up they've got basically everything down to a science so i think that we're operating internally as a pretty well-oiled machine i love it i yeah i love that you said their mothers of course they're organized they know where all yep. the socks are they know <laughs> they have There's to be always right? food in the house that's right they, they got it covered so that is that's amazing well as we wrap up today i just really appreciate you, you taking the time today just is there any any last second like closing thought golden nugget that's kind of come to come to your mind as you've thought about this and then maybe just tell people where to learn more about free up online yeah, I would say um, the biggest thing uh, is is just to give yourself a little grace when you're getting started. Uh, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day and <laughs> definitely take the help when it's offered to you. We are so happy to help any of our clients who are new or any of our clients who are overwhelmed. So, you know, definitely come to us and, and let us kind of help take some of the pressure off of you. And then um, for all of your listeners, if anyone wants to head to freeuppod.com, um, we've got uh, $50 in credits to help them get started and some um, a couple of uh, templates for creating a scope of work or a standard operating procedure, just some other getting started goodies. So freeuppod.com. All right. If I would yeah. appreciate if you could send me maybe that link after the after the podcast, mm -hmm. and I'll make sure that that gets in the show notes. But Brittany, this it's been a real pleasure to uh, chat with you today and just kind of hear the story and you know how you have kind of grown in your, your time at FreeUp and and really just the the amazing platform that you know that has been built there and and just you know has how it serves you know so many people so well. But just thank you again for taking time and just really playing your part in helping all boats rise in a rising tide. Brittany, have a good evening. Thank you. You too. Thank you so much. I hope you heard some great takeaways from our guests today. Make sure you reach out to them and thank you again for playing your part in helping all boats rise in a rising tide.